Welcome to Leadership DDS, where leadership, dentistry, and life collide. My name is Shondell Sutherland, and I am here with Dr. Scott Sutherland. And this is season one, episode number two. <laughs> you know, I love that voice. <laughs> Well, we are excited that you're here with us, and our joy is bringing content to you in a quick fashion, hopefully on your commute to work where we get down to it, but you get to know us a little bit, and we're hoping that each episode will uh, build on each other and that you will send us your questions. So be sure and send your questions to podcast at shondellgroup.com, and we look forward to answering them. And today, we are going to dig deeper into what we mean by Clarity Changes lives. And we have talked about last time how really knowing your why and what that meant was that every single company, every single team, and every single leader needs to know their why. Why do they exist and what's the value that they bring? And really, it's that purpose that we are all seeking for in our life. And we talked about when you are getting clarity and bringing clarity to the organization, that is the bottom thing. That is the foundation. That is the number one thing we start with. And I loved your analogy about how when we got together and how Shondell Group bought, brought clarity to the dental practice, yeah. why don't you share a little bit about that fog story? Because I loved that. And I could visualize because I love to drive fast. And when you hit fog, you stop going fast. Right. Well, and I think anybody can relate to this. Uh, I don't have to live in California to know that there's <laughs> fog anywhere. And so driving down a, a busy interstate. Well, like in going the to fog, I-5 headed to the Sacramento <clears throat> airport. Right. You, you can't. You can't hardly see in front of you, yeah. and especially if it's dark. And I related this story to how I, I ran my business. You know, and I didn't have a lot of clarity and it was as though I was operating in some serious fog. And so when you and I met, you started to ask me questions about my business that I didn't have really have great answers for. That's what it is dating a life coach, people. Right. Yeah. And you, so you would ask me really good questions and I would, I'd have to really think about it. And I didn't really know, you know, what my my why was. I didn't know what my values were. And so the more we talked about it, the, the more those things started to become clear. And now the fog began to lift. And so really that's what this podcast is going to be all about. Right. Is getting it... the fog lifted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, getting clear, getting clarity and going to the next level. That's what we want. And I love that analogy, that fog analogy when you shared it last time because it made so much sense. Like you, just like you can be an awesome driver and the fog is going to keep you from getting maximizing that potential, if you will. Right. Right. Just like you're an yeah. amazing dentist and have such an incredible reputation, great Google reviews, everything. But if you don't really know why you're doing what you're doing and how to do it and bring the best out of people. Uh, you don't get, it's like driving 35 in the fog and you're still right. driving. Yeah. Everybody's still driving. You're still getting, you will get to the airport, but it's going to be painful, stressful, and we don't bring a lot of joy. And so if you're thinking about your business, any kind of business, you always want to start with why. And this is basically your purpose provides the reason that your organization exists. 
And we, and so many people go, well, I exist to make money. Oh no, my friend. Money is what you get as a result of doing business well. But your business provides a very unique uh, value to the world. And it is your job as an owner to pull that out. And it's why your business exists. And so in Shondell Group, we do this with all businesses. And we really want to get with the founder, which you were the founder of your business. And why did they start this? What do they offer to the world? What is that one thing? And it, ours came out so easy, which, which is what, what is the, what was the purpose in our dental practice? Uh, very simple. It's, we genuinely care about people. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And we would just, as we interviewed people, we would ask a lot of questions. Do they genuinely care about people? And we would share with them, like, if you don't genuinely care, like this is not something you do because you have to, you're not going to last here and you're not going to be happy here. And that we would assure them that our, we genuinely care first for our employees and then for our patients, knowing that if we did that genuinely and we did that well, that our employees would then care very much for our patients and it would flow. And I think we had a lot of fun doing that. That was, that brought us a lot of joy because that's what our purpose mm -hmm. is. When I was in private practice my first year, I had a staff member, an RDA, who asked me probably numerous times that first year, you got to make this practice your own. Yeah. And, you know, it's very, very forthright woman. You know, she and I clashed in a number of ways. However, I have to I have to thank her for that. But I didn't know how to make it my own. Mm -hmm. In fact, I didn't even know what she meant. I thought it would just happen. You know, I'm here now. I'm in this practice. <laughs> I am the, the quote unquote leader of this team. It ought to just happen. Well, it doesn't just happen. Well, if it does, then, you know, maybe you're not the one leading. And that kind of <laughs> was what happened to me. So you're, you, were, you were talking last time about the first 12 years, you weren't, you didn't have any of this defined and you were just being led for right. the most part. Mm -hmm. And so when you started, when we started getting into these questions, uh, we defined, and let me just tell you about the purpose, just another little hint for people if they're thinking about this. Uh, your purpose is not something you invent. It's something that you discover. Like it is there and you got to dig inside and figure out like for Shondell Group, uh, our purpose is we want to help, we help leaders find their purpose. And that can seem silly, but it's really true because that's how I started Shondell Group. I was working with a bunch of entrepreneurs and I was just a chapter administrator for um, a little, a chapter called YEO, Young Entrepreneurs Organization, which is a group of 30. The, guy, the people had to be under the age of 38 and making a million or more. So it was like a specialized group. And uh, what was happening for me is that I, <laughs> I, I didn't even know about coaching, but here I was in my late 20s, like counseling a lot of entrepreneurs on their marriages, on their employee relationships. And it was the same thing. Like they were did, they were very good at what they did in their day job and they made a business out of it, but they didn't have these core things. And so even in my business, like I don't go around on my website saying, oh, we exist to help 
you know, leaders find their purpose. It, it doesn't even need to be on my website, but it's my why. Why do I do what I do? And so that's the essential thing is that why we do. So I brought my why to you and to, yeah. you know, your dentist office, and then you're able to help your, now your um, employees find their why. And that is just really exciting. And so once we get that why down, then we build the next level, which is another thing we have to discover that we don't define. It's what are our core values? What are the three to five, I kind of like three, things that really define us and how we are going to behave, how we're going to behave as a team, how we're going to do our hiring, how we're going to fire people, how we're going to promote people, how our patients, we're going to treat our patients and how we're going to treat each other. And so when we understand how we're going to behave to really get everyone on the team operating that way, that becomes magical. So uh, that was the next step we did. And you spent a lot of time thinking through this and really coming up with what are, you know, what are your values? This self-discovery really started with me asking, what is important to me? And once I asked that question, then it was pretty easy to answer that I wanted these values for my practice. I wanted uh, this way of doing business so that me and my team know how to conduct ourselves and what we should strive for. And so really, this, this was a, a real eye-opener for me because now I could not only you know hold my team accountable, but they can hold me accountable. Yes. And every time we have a staff meeting, I repeat these values. I'm reminded and they're reminded. And we're all holding one another accountable. Yep, that's so good. Absolutely. And that is a magic thing that a leader is supposed to do over and over and over, communicate basic things, why we exist, how we behave, and we'll get into future, what our mission is and what the vision is, where we're headed. If we can continually talk about these things, we are going to have alignment and everybody will have clarity. And you're right. It reminds every single staff meeting, we have to look each other in the eye and know that we are all either following these or there's a little tweaking and aligning to do. So why don't you share with the three that um, we have abided by? Yeah, well, one number one, we always do the right thing. Number two, we respect each other deeply. Number three, we play as a team. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like about uh, making sure that we talk about these at every staff meeting um, is that, you know, if, if I present these values to the team, but I don't live by them, I'm not going to have any respect in the office. And so it's important that if I'm presenting this, I'm going to live by them. And since these are my values, I'm going to want to live by them. And I'm going to want to set that example for the team. Yeah. And and they're going to want to align with me if they have buy-in. That's right. And then you guys have to look at each other across the room at each staff meeting and say, oh, yes, I'm doing that or no, I'm not, or ooh, I better shore that up. And so that's another level of accountability when you're in it. Okay, what's number two? Oh, well, actually, what do you mean by doing the right thing? I mean, a lot of people will say that. Like, let me tell you, honey, 
I have coached a lot of companies and they say we do the right thing. And then really no one really knows what that means. So in our organization, um, we live and breathe by that and we have lost a lot of money. We have had to fire patients. We have had to do a lot of crazy stuff to live by that value. So why don't you share what that, what that means to you and why we, we claim it. I hear from some of my, my staff members that when we're in the midst of treatment and let's say the tooth is designated for a crown and buildup. Okay. But it doesn't need the buildup. I won't just add a buildup for buildup's sake so that we can make more money. If I'm doing an M-O-D-L and it doesn't need the L, <laughs> I won't do it. Or if That's dentist I, talk people and or, something about the tongue and distal and don't worry about it for the rest right. of you. Right. Or you know, but let's let's say I let's say I'm doing an MOD and I'm looking at a, a fact that there may be a stress crack on the lingual. And I could easily just go, well, really, this requires an MODL. I won't just do it. I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll talk to the patient about it. I'll present to the patient, hey, I really think that we ought to change what we're doing here. I want you to see what the difference is going to be. Now, maybe it's going to be that the, the insurance is going to pay 100% on that, but maybe not. Right. So I want the patient to be aware that if I'm going to change something, they're fully in. That's a great example. Those are great examples. And then there's other examples of how we do the right thing for our employees. And sometimes that requires firing patients. Right. So share that one. I, I love that one story where you had to take the guy in the console room. Oh, man. Well, I had a guy who was incredibly inappropriate with one of my assistants. Yeah, I called him into the consultation room and I said, hey, this is inappropriate behavior. And I don't ever want this in my office again. Yeah, and I I told him you know this it's really uh, it's beneath you and and I don't I can't have that here right and so ultimately I did have to fire him as a patient. There are other patients that I have had to call into the consultation room who getting into heated discussions with my front office did not treat them well. Yeah, over things that were really just a miscommunication. Right. And I heard their story. I heard the staff's story. And then I had to set the patient straight and say, hey, you know, you really, you acted unkindly and inappropriate. Right. And that is not, not acceptable. And I just want to paint the picture for anyone that's not a dentist, what that looks like. Because we have other leaders that listen to this that aren't dentists. That means you have to get up from in the middle of a procedure Take your gloves off, walk right. in, get the guy, put him in. And in the meantime, every the, the backup has already started now, like as far as time goes, right? Like it's a big price to sit there and deal with issues. And then you have to deal with that emotion, settle the emotion down, make sure it's not disrupting everything. You know, then pass the guy back, walk him out, then get back in. I mean, it's not a small thing. And that's right. what I want people to hear. Yeah. The inconvenience of a dentist having to deal with issues like this is a high cost. And all of us have it. And I, you know, it doesn't matter what organization you're leaving. It is inconvenient. It costs time and it costs money. But in the long run, over and over again, the feedback we get from our employees are, I right. so appreciate the way you always do the right thing for our patients. 
Yeah, and that is huge. And and I have loved hearing that from my staff when when I defend them. Yeah. And I do the right thing because then they're going to be apt to doing the right thing. So how you know that your company has a value of doing the right thing is when it costs you something, costs you time, Mm. energy, money, then you know that you're actually living up to it. All right, let's go on to the second one. Right. We respect each other deeply. And what what that means is we're not going to talk bad about one another. We're not going to talk gossip about our patients. We're not going to talk gossip about one another. And we're not having a back office and a front right. office deal. No way. Yeah, we boy, have we had to address that mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. And it's something that it's a continual thing. And if you don't stay on top of these things, pretty soon you do have a front office, back office conflict. Yeah. And to get back to the point about um gossiping, that is a huge issue in in any practice and it has cost in any me business. in any business. Yes. And it has cost me a patient or two. You know, actually, absolute. In fact, a family. Yep. Come to think of it. Yep. Because one of my staff talked about a patient after the patient was dismissed, not knowing that the patient actually had just could gone to the restroom. Her. Right. Had gone to the restroom, didn't leave the building, and heard a conversation that was not respectful toward that patient. That patient then told their significant other. I got a call or the office got a call and and they left the practice over it. And by the way, everyone, we were on vacation. Right, when that happened, yeah. yes. Okay, so here is the, the key about the gossip thing because this is a big Shondell group. Um, we, we promote this in every organization we, we go to. And it's that when you are working in an organization, um, when there is conflict, like there, if you spend eight hours, like you spend more waking hours with the group of people that you work with than anyone else. If you really stop and think about it and you are going to have things that irritate you, that conflict is going to happen. And so we do a lot of training and how do you deal with conflict in a healthy manner? And a lot of it is you do it in 24 hours or less so that little tiny things don't become big things. And part of that is you have to then couple it with and Not only are we asking you to deal and have that kind of trust and build that trust between each other of dealing with conflict, but we don't want you guys talking about each other. Like, especially in this room about each other, like don't be gossiping about another person. Go talk to them about it. And then the third piece of that, that we, the magic is that we don't listen to gossip because when you're mad, your emotional intelligence, your self-awareness goes out the door Mm. and you're just dealing with with this kind of raw emotion. But if you're listening, you're probably in a calm state. Right. Now, and what I have heard too is that when I address something like this and I hear, hey, I understand that you were saying this. Oh, I was just venting. No. Venting is gossiping. If you have an issue, and I always said this to my team, you need to come to me first. Or you go to your lead. Tell your lead. Your lead can address the problem. They can come to me too. Yep. Now, absolutely. venting <laughs> is not constructive. No. You know, unless you're venting to the right person. Right. Me or your lead. <laughs> yes. That's okay. But when you're talking to somebody that- Can't do anything about that, it. Exactly. That can't do anything about it. 
that's not constructive. Yep, absolutely. And that's a hard thing to get into the culture. That took us a couple years it to did. really get that. But man, we would have people, when we talk about, uh, this is one of the greatest wins about this. We would bring people in to interview and we would bring another person in to kind of share the experience of working at DDS. And we were told them to be very honest. And they said, well, one thing is that we have a drama-free environment. And that was like one of the things that they would tell any new pay- person coming in of what they loved about working for us. Yeah. And man, if you can do that, people come to work and they would say, I love coming to work. Mm-hmm. Even when COVID hit, we had everybody that loved coming. Everyone was like, let's get back to work. We miss it. That was very rewarding. Yes, it was. All right, let's get yeah. on to the third one. Third one, we play as a team. And that, that means that the front, the back, there is no front and back. That's right. We're all one. We're all working together and we all help one another. Mm -hmm. And I love it when I see some of the RDAs up front helping the up front staff, handling phone calls, confirming appointments, up there doing whatever they can. And I love it when I see someone from up front taking a walk through the office Hey, everybody okay? Anybody need anything? Yeah. Yes. You know, it's great. Yeah. And I think building on that team is that that we then own the team and we make sure that we do activities. We have summer barbecues, we have Christmas parties, and we just do fun things as a team. Get to know each other activities mm-hmm. so that everyone feels that we're growing. Because once people get, you know, the first patient that walks through the door, it is game on and it doesn't stop. Like the time goes so fast and yeah. before we know it, we're clocking out and we want to make sure that our people are growing in their relationships in a really healthy, life-giving way. Well, Shondell, I think it's time to land this plane. Oh, yep. You know what? You're right. We got to land this plane. I love it. Well, again, we really uh, want your questions. We want to integrate uh, your your questions into this podcast. So send them to podcast at shondellgroup.com. You can find us leadershipdds.com. And we, you know, we're just getting started and you know how the world works. We need those reviews to get a pump, pump us up and get us encouraged. And we would love your feedback, what you like about it, how long you want it, anything that you can give us, podcast at shondellgroup.com. And next time we are going to build on values matter to see what, uh, how values are difficult to do in an organization and what the price is. So thank you for joining us. And again, you have been listening to Leadership DDS, where leadership, dentistry, and life collide. We'll see you next time.